Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to Who Ask You, the podcast absolutely nobody asked for, but we are going to provide. My name is Caleb LaChapelle, and I'm joined, as always, by my co-hosts, Ross Park and Alan McBride. How's it going, boys? What have we been up to? What's up, guys? Always great seeing you. Always a pleasure to be back on the show. Um, new week. Let's see. What have I been watching? I've actually been burning through a lot of Squid Games. I set aside some time because I've been jumbling a couple of different shows and burned through about four or five episodes. Uh, I just got to episode seven, just past the uh, Marbles episode. Oof. Yeah. <laughs> wow, that episode was hard. Um, I also started, uh, you know, guys know me from my uh, obsession with docu series, crime documentaries, stuff like that. So I started Cocaine Cowboys on Netflix, three-part series about the cocaine, I want to say cartel, but like the cocaine influx in South Miami. Or South Florida, I should say. Gotcha. Um, but other than that, we're going to talk about it more later. But I watched Dune. We were all very excited. And uh, it was a very busy sports weekend for me. A very great sports weekend. We had Beavers beating the Piss. Not beating the Piss, but Beavers beating the Utes. Bucks beat the shit out of the Bears yesterday. And then I mean, that's not a, that's not a huge accomplishment. Sorry, Sorry I mean, a win's a win. A win <laughs> is a win. me and Alec were on the same page there. A win is a win, all right? I'll take it. Uh, Bucks are six and one. Off my Johnson. And then we I talked about with Caleb a fantastic United States Formula One Grand Prix yesterday. Max Verstappen takes the win. Awesome race. So this is like the week where you don't have to wake up at 4 a.m. to watch, right? Because it's in the exactly. US. Or do they still, or do they still broadcast Formula One. Yeah, no, no, because usually you're right. In, Formula One's always taking place in Europe or something like that. So I'm usually waking up or at four or five in the morning to watch the race and stuff. But it was in Austin, Texas this weekend. So qualifiers on Saturday was at two. And then the race itself was at 12 yesterday. So like it was actually a bearable time. I wake up at six most mornings and I like open Twitter and every one, every once in a while, whenever like Liverpool is playing, I will like open up Twitter and see people who've been like, what the fuck was that? And I'm like, what happened? What? Oh, it's the fucking soccer game. <laughs> Alec, what have you been up to? So I'm just trying to read. I'm using every brain cell that I can right now. In case you guys are curious, I may be slower than the rest of the guys because I had an overnight watch. Those of you who don't know that it is. That just means I stayed up all night last night and got two hours of sleep before we did this. I'm feeling great. I can't believe you're doing this. What Alex saying is that the hamster wheel is spinning extra hard up there. Alex having his MJ flu game right now. I think it's more like just a hamster. Like doing that, like, you know how like there's always that like one person that kind of just puts their foot on the treadmill? Yeah. That's That's what this hamster's doing. He's just going like this right now just with one leg. All I remember watching this week is My Hero Academia season four, and now we're in season five. I finally caught up to Hulu. They're no longer dubbed, so I have to watch them subbed. You're on fire. Yeah. For those nice. of you who don't know the difference, you'll learn more when you start watching anime. True. I did see Dune. I watched that before my watch. It was the last thing I watched before my watch, and I barely remember certain aspects <laughs> of it. So I hope I remember as much of it when we get into it later. But I don't remember anything else else anything else much that i watched this week i think mainly it was probably some sports and my fantasy teams did not come through but thank you louis for telling me about my tight end that was about ready to give me zero points um like everybody else i watched dune i also watched uh some of the star wars prequels we'll talk about that a little later we're gonna start our who asked you star wars uh trilogies rewatch we're going to go through the prequels the og trilogy and then the sequel trilogy uh today we'll talk about the prequels and you know what they mean and how if they're better than people originally thought they were spoiler they are um other than that i watched the red Sox get eliminated that sucked and i've been watching c on apple tv have you guys seen anything about this it's the jason momoa show I feel like I've seen things about it. It's uh, oh. basically like everybody on earth goes blind because of like this disease that, so like it kills most people and people it doesn't kill, it leaves them blind. And now uh, there's like the first 
people they can see again are starting to come back into the world and it's like this whole religious thing uh people think that they're like the devil reincarnate it's awesome it's so fun the fighting i've seen trailers for it it looks good the fight scenes in it are wild with all the blind people fighting and like the different ways that they fight like at the front of armies are these people with uh little um whips like whipping the grass in front of them so people can't like sneak up on them uh it's dope Hmm. uh quick baseball note sorry about your red Sox, caleb i guess it was a good season it was a good season we made it further than anyone thought we were going to you can join us at the watch party yeah go braves baby Uh, go braves i'm happy they beat the dodgers the dodgers and their 260 million dollar payroll yeah, that's funny. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, if at the beginning of the season with how the roster looked at the beginning of the season, you would have came up to me and been like, hey, we're going to get we're going to make it exactly as far as the Dodgers did. We're going to get, get a, both get eliminated in game six of the championship series. I would have called you a crazy fucking liar. I remember seeing a meme that was like the Braves advance. It's like the person in the main office, $300 million budget. What the fuck, guys? <laughs> Um, also that, uh, 2020 COVID season, shortened season trophy starting to look a lot more suspect in the, in the Dodgers trophy box. Not going to say it's not going to say it's an asterisk championship. I'm not quite to that level, but it's starting to look a lot more suspect. It's not looking great. That Mickey mouse trophy. Um, all right, let's hop into the news this week. We're going to start out with some miscellaneous stuff. We'll talk about the MCU and the biggest news of the week coming out of the star coming out of star Wars. Uh, first off, Emily Blunt is joining Killian Murphy in Nolan's world war two movie Oppenheimer. Sweet. What a Love fucking it. duo. Yeah. That's going to be yeah. really good. Um, no, Nolan needs a win. Nolan needs a huge win. He We've said need, this the last couple weeks in a row, but Nolan I, does need a massive win. He needs a win. And like he's, but his, his casts are always star studded. So it's like, yeah, like, yeah, we're getting excited, but I'm like, uh, Nolan, you still need to turn it on. You, you, need, still need, a, you, need, you still need a good you, movie. You still got to show up. You can't rely on them. And it, I'm going to touch on this a little bit. It's not as if the last movie he, movies he's put out have been stinkers. I no. mean, Dunkirk and um, Tenet weren't yeah. bad movies. It's just like they didn't inform as well as we expected. It wasn't Dark Knight and Inception level. No. Yeah. Like Dunkirk is a modern marvel of audio engineering and a pretty boring visual movie. And then yes. Tenet is just fucking incredibly hard to understand. It was too confusing for people to get. Yeah, it's just he got way too cutesy with it. I had to spend hours on the on Reddit trying to understand just how the. I mean, it's a simple plot. I'm, I spent hours trying to understand how the world works. I mean, you take the three of us who watch. I'm gonna go out on a limb and say more movies than the average human being. Definitely um, more than the average bear. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I watched that movie twice and I still didn't understand what the fuck was going on. After I your guys' have... reviews, I didn't want to watch it. I yeah. Like, I don't want to think that hard. I was going to say, I, I don't have the ambition to watch it again. You got to take like the pill from Limitless to understand what the fuck is going on in that movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, the Uncharted trailer dropped kind of out of nowhere. Like we hadn't heard a whole lot about yes. it. And then all of a sudden out there was a leak and the trailer was out and it looks yeah really good it looks it really looks good. entertaining it does it does however look uh, like is it nathan drake that's the name yeah. of the main character i first figured it there for a second yeah with him with tom holland as nathan drake he looks absolutely super fucking young he does it, it's like a, that's a, it's a very young nathan drake yeah and it's like him and mark Wahlberg, and i'm like there's such just an age gap between these two and and like no, looks I at how i'm supposed to take him seriously also, Wahlberg just not like not Sully. He he just doesn't. He's not looking like Sully. And I like Mark Wahlberg I, for the I, most part. What were you gonna I, say? Um, I also have a thinking out. on Mark Wahlberg. This is this is his me. Yeah, you're good now. Yeah. Am, am I back? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, going on Mark Wahlberg a little bit further. I'm with you. I like Marky Mark. Uh, this will be his second video game movie. After, and I think he needs a winner after Max Payne because that was not great. Yeah. So, and not great is again, a I, I didn't, uh, generous 
that's a generous way to way describe to the movie. And, you know, after well, whereas I, I haven't played the Uncharted game, so I have a loose understanding of the story and the characters. Doesn't seem like the best fit, but you know what? It, he needs a W. I, I'm going to say, like, we talk about video game movies and how almost all of them are pretty terrible. If there's one studio that's move or that's games could get very well adapted into movies, it's Naughty Dog. And guess what? They're making both Uncharted and The Last of Us into uh, like on-screen franchises. So there's a reason for that. Um, I'm incredibly excited to see how this movie turns out. We saw the big set piece from the first movie already in the trailer. We saw, you know, the falling out of the plane. We'll see where they go from there. Uh, it's not guaranteed that they'll just follow the first movie. They could be taken in their own direction. But we saw one big set piece. Hopefully we, we've got another couple in there. It looks like it's going to be an adventure. It does. Anyway, anyway you put it, I, I think it's actually going to be a fairly decent. Like I, I think movie. it is too. I, I agree. And video game movies have a bad stigma with them. I think we started kind of seeing that come out with or coming out of that with uh, Detective Pikachu, which technically is based on a video game. Mortal Kombat movie is actually an entertaining video game movie. So hopefully we start getting a run of good video game movies. The I still think Detective Pikachu is so underrated. It is. That's oh, such a good movie. movie. Yeah, The difference it is. between the Mortal Kombat and Detective Pikachu is Detective Pikachu is like way more storyline based yeah. than like the early Mortal Kombat games were. Oh, yeah. And so that's why I feel like Uncharted is going to have to is going to work out a lot better it's because it's a very storyline based game. There's no like real like crazy button mashing that you would probably perform. No, yeah, it's a, it's, Uncharted. It's all it's plot a, driven. It's a cover to cover shooter game with an awesome story. Yeah, it's it's Indiana Jones, and that's like you're just playing yep. like the Indiana Jones storyline. It's literally like those old video games where they would literally just take the movie and you become the main character in a video game. Um, kind of some breaking news here. Ken Griffey Jr. has purchased shares in the Seattle Mariners franchise and joined the Mariners partnership group. Uh, he's the first former MLB player to hold partnership interest in the team that he played for. This, That's uh, so sick. Griffey's making a lot of moves. This coming off the back of, uh, I don't know if you guys know Baseballism? them. Uh, yeah, the baseballism mm-hmm. Ken Griffey line is insanely cool looking. It, I, I'm it, not a Mariners it, guy. I probably won't buy it. I'm a big fan of Ken Griffey Jr., obviously. I'm in the same boat. I, I'm not a Mariners guy, but like my fa- probably one of my favorite non-Giants players is Griffey Jr. is going to be right up at the top yeah. of that list. Yeah. And Hey, you're right. He's making moves. And it's cool to also see that someone that is pretty unanimously loved around baseball to be making oh, yeah. moves like that. And I, I feel like he's going to be welcome to this partnership group with open arms. And it's a good PR move for the Mariners as well. Yeah, I agree. Uh, let's move. So some more video game stuff there seems like there's a lot of trouble over at cd project red uh i think that's an understatement most known for most well known for the witcher 3 an incredible video game most infamously known for cyberpunk 2077 a flaming pile of trash that was released after eight years of development um Cyberpunk 2077's current gen upgrade, meaning the upgrade to the PlayStation 5 and the Xbox Series X. Series X. I always want to call it the Xbox 2, but it's not because the last one was the Xbox One. Um, the Cyberpunk up- upgrade delayed to Q1 2022 when it was supposed to come out with the game when it uh, released around yeah. this time last year. Uh or no, earlier this year, March this year. Well, I, I um, thought it was, I was going to say like March, April yeah, of this yeah. year. March, March this year. Uh, the Witcher 3 upgrade delayed to Q2 2022. I mean, what the fuck are they doing? I, I think that sturdy studio is just in turmoil, which is really fucking sad because the Witcher 3 is incredible. They, you know what? They, their lineup of games has been stellar up until Cyberpunk. And here's the thing. There are some really, really cool parts of Cyberpunk. There are some parts of that game that are so sick. It was just, they got too big for their bridges, I think. I think, I don't think it was a matter of them being too big for their bridges. I think it was a matter that there's a lot of creative differences and then they didn't polish the damn last gen games. 
Yeah. It, it was just basically like they skipped, they stamped on little details. Well, and it's not even they didn't polish the last gen games. They didn't polish the PC version either. I, I never finished the game because I had to replay the same mission fucking seven times and I got sick of it and I just uninstalled it. Like, uh, I, I got like two hours into the game and then I just ended up installing it because even on the Xbox One, it was bad. Yeah. Uh, okay. We've got a trailer for Michael Bay's new movie, Ambulance, that I didn't know was happening. Uh, it's, it stars Jake Gyllenhaal, uh, Yaha Abdul-Mateen, and Isaac Gonzalez. We know nothing about this movie outside of this trailer, I don't think. I'll be honest, yeah, I, I haven't even it. seen the trailer yet. I watched it, it. It's a Michael Bay trailer. Yeah, everything exploded. Yeah, there's so <laughs> many explosions. Other than that, I don't really know anything about it. Seems overly intense, and there's a lot of explosions. Should be pretty good. Uh, I like the actors. Yeah, great actors. I'll watch anything Jalen Hall's in. That's and Michael Bay makes fun movies. Shit just blows up all the time. That's the best way to start to, to describe it. Michael Bay makes fun movies. You're not going to go in getting some super in depth and insightful movie. You just go there to watch shit blow up. So some really sad news out of the world of movies. Uh, Holly Hutchins, uh, rising cinematographer in Hollywood, killed on the set of Rust by a prop gun a malfunction. We don't know exactly what happened, whether it was uh, you know live ammo left in the gun or whether it was some sort of you know malfunction or something with it. The director on the film, Joel Souza, also injured in the incident. I mean, there's really not a whole lot to say outside of just this is really shit, you know? It's a shame to see this happen. Yeah. It's a really unfortunate incident. That It's also, to be clear, clear it's a freak accident as well. Yeah. yeah. I don't really know if there's anything else we need to say on that. Just figure we should talk about it at least a little bit. Um, yeah. Uh, Dune Part 2, we're going to talk about Dune itself later on this episode, is essentially greenlit after the first installment, Part 1 of Dune, makes $40 million at the domestic box office this weekend ahead of the $35 million projection. Uh, it's sitting at $220 million internationally. The craziest stat, I think, uh, 50% of domestic sales happened at IMAX theaters. Which, that's awesome. Yeah. That seeing that movie on the IMAX would be insane. And going off that tidbit, this is, I believe, Warner Brothers' best opening with their hybrid HBO yeah. Max hybrid format. Yep. And then going off of Dune Part Two, going on to what director Dennis Villanueva said, uh, Dune Part Two will have more action, less talking. I laid the base of the world. It's done. Now I can just have fun with cinema. Yeah, I think any anyone that read the books kind of knew what we were getting into once they said that this was going to be a two-part uh, movie, that they were cutting the book in half. I do feel bad for people that thought they were going to get a Zendaya movie. Uh, <laughs> it's not. It, it's not. The second one's going to be. She's going to be in the second one a ton, but her character doesn't really show up that much until about halfway through the book. And imagine that. She didn't really show up that much until the end of the movie yeah i mean it makes sense i mean like it, we said before this is a very pro zendaya podcast but we all kind of knew heading into this what to what was going to happen we're going to talk more about dune here in a bit i think we're going to gush about goon here dune here in a bit uh we'll get through the rest of this news i do have a hypothetical because this has been going around tiktok would you take 10 million dollars but so let, let, let me preface this. This has been going around TikTok. It was originally a hypothetical on the Rooster Teeth podcast in like 2014, I think, and has just resurfaced and has been going all around TikTok. 10 million, but for the rest of your life, and you're immortal, like you never die. An assassin snail is chasing you forever. I've seen at this the, at the speed of a snail. And if he touches you, you die. Yeah, I'll take mm. it. 100% you take it. I mean, I take it. 
it, it, it's the most obvious like yes ever it's just a hilarious hypothetical and has spawned some very very funny tiktoks uh very reminiscent of the uh woodchuck war tiktoks that were happening about a year ago i wish we could go back to woodchuck talk that was that was incredible it's an interesting thought that they have about that where it's like the snail is just hunting slowly hunting you down you're constantly being hunted yeah but it's by a snail and I think, oh my god, that's just like if it was a predator, that'd be like way harder. Yeah. Like it's snail. <laughs> it's, just <a> snail. <laughs> it's like I'm like, I don't know. It's like you can't like kick it or anything. <laughs> yeah, it, it's just a weird hypothetical. Uh, I thought it was funny, and if you haven't seen the TikToks, go find them because they are very funny. Over in the MCU, Sony Pictures earlier this week tweeted a very cryptic tweet with just three spider emojis ross very much thinks that this means we're getting three spider-men it could also very well just mean that this is the third spider-man movie which it is and we that could be, be such way way too reading into this well also spoiler on tiktok about it what not you have seen a handful of spoilers on tiktok i yeah. cannot Speak to you about anything. Yeah, I also saw, seen the I eternal like a, spoiler. I did. Um, I saw like a spoiler on TikTok and it looked really real. And I don't know if it was like a theater or somebody like had it, like visual of it from Spider Man anymore. Yeah. You stopped right there. Yeah, I don't want to know at all. Yeah, you don't see anything. Bad, you're having bad luck with TikTok. You got the <laughs> eternal spoiler you're also. Terrible spoiler yeah. luck, Alec. Um, um, but man, if you guys knew what I knew. <laughs> um, we should preface Crazy. this with also saying uh, last week Empire ran a special. They've done a little magazine special on the previous two Spider-Man movies, and now they're doing it again with this movie. So we had some new images and stills that came out of Spider-Man No Way Home. Yep. And Sony kind of built up some excitement about this, tweeting out that cryptic three spider emoji tweet. It, Caleb, you very well could be right. This is the third Spider-Man movie. That would be the lamest goddamn re- like you know, in you you know, seen. you know, Kevin Feige, you know that there's a much higher chance that Kevin Feige called up whoever his equal is over at Sony. and was like, Hey, I got an idea for you to set Twitter on flame on fire a little bit. Yeah. You right. know that that You're very right. well could happen. Oh, it very well could, but I, I think that would be the lamest goddamn thing ever, but there's a chance. You're right. I'm still gonna hold out hope. Andrew, Toby, Tom. Let's do it. Over on the video game side of the MCU, Guardians of the Galaxy 3 is now filming. And game or, you mean movie? The movie is now filming, oh, but nice. the game releases tomorrow, the day of the pod release. So tomorrow as we're recording this, today as you're listening to this, I had it's no up. idea it was coming this soon. Um, I completely blanked on that. And it's getting really, really good scores. Uh, it's currently got an 81% on uh, Metacritic. It's got an 8 from IGN. Like, mm-hmm. kind of surprising? It's That's just it. Like, it's getting solid reviews. And I think this is kind of what we thought we were getting with the Avengers video game. Yeah. But then that got bogged down by microtransactions and weird multiplayer. Yeah, I think so, too. So, I, I mean, I got to pick this game up now. I'm definitely very curious about it. I'm excited. I don't know if I'll drop the 60. I'll probably wait and see what you say. Or if it hey, comes out. come on. It's, it's next gen. It's 70 now. Fuck me. <laughs> Video games more expensive, unfortunately. Um, all right. Last bit of news. And the biggest piece of news of the week. Our guy, Hayden Christensen, is reprising his role as Anakin Skywalker in the Ahsoka TV show. This is going to hurt like nothing Dave Filoni's ever done to us before is hurt. Oh my God. The second I hear Anakin say, Hey snips in this show, in this show, I'm going to lose my shit. And I think it's very important that we've got a discernation in the Obi-Wan show. I believe they specified he's returning as Darth Vader. Yes. And in this, we have specification that he's returning as Anakin. Yes. Very big differences. I think I'm going to be with you, Caleb. Like if Anakin talks about how he came back to the light and Ahsoka breaks down, I am going to start bawling. 
Like, you, I don't think I'll be able to handle this. Theoretically, it would be Force Ghost Anakin, right? Because this is, yes. if we're going on what we're assuming, this is taking place after Endor, after the second Death Star, after the death of Darth Vader. Well, it's happening after Mando season two, which happens after all of that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this is like a big get the band back together movie or TV show now. Like we've got Thrawn, we've got Ezra confirmed, we've got uh, who else? I feel like there's one more person that we have confirmed. Oh, we've got a bunch of like rumors that Sabine is going to be in it, which if it's following what we think it is as kind of a Rebels epilogue, then Sabine is definitely going to be in it. If Rex shows up in this show also, I'm going to lose my shit. Oh, I totally agree. There's really nothing else besides the fact that he's coming back that we know of. Uh, Rosario Dawson did post a comment on this news story when it broke on Instagram uh, saying, hey, Sky Guy, like, dash, like, from Snips. And it was it was a lot. She did delete it, yep. but it, it, it was a lot. It, it, yeah. This show's going to break me. Yep. Nope, I agree. All right. Speaking of Star Wars, let's get into this prequels. Uh, kind of, I don't know what to call it. It's not like a review, but reminisce. Yeah, a reminiscence of mm. the prequels, a reminiscence of Star Wars, where we've been, so that we can talk about later where we're going. Where do you guys want to start with this? We're not putting spoiler tags on this. Like the prequels are like a decade and a half old. Go watch them if you haven't. Yeah. If you haven't seen them, it's your fault. Yeah. What's your off the off the top of your head ranking of all three of them? Uh, straight down. Three, two, one. Three, one, two, three. What is it? Say three, again? two, one. He his is three, two, one. Three, one, two. Come I, on. For sure, Revenge of the Sith number one. I think I go slightly Phantom Menace number two, but I will say I will say. The rewatch of Attack of the Clones, I liked more than I expected. Annie! That's all, that's all the Phantom's Menace is. It's Annie and that's pod racing! And, oh, there's the Duel of the Fates. And then there's the, the Duel of the Fates. Yeah, yeah, that I, major I will part. Say, uh, Alec, you made a great point. I will say on my rewatch of Phantom Menace, Jar Jar Binks was a lot harder to watch than I remember. Yeah. The Clone Wars gives us a much better picture of jar jar in our minds than jar jar actually was when he was first invented yes i do do you guys ever watch um the movie fanboys yeah i still think about seth rogan's character how he got the huge jar jar being statue jar jar's gonna be fucking sick yeah (laughs) that's such a good movie it's a fucking awesome movie and then the very last bit of the movie hey guys what if it sucks Attack of the Clones has got pretty good. It's got Geonosis, Dooku. It's got the first battle of Geonosis, man. We get to see the clones in action for the first time. The Grand Army of the Republic. Camino. It's like our I, guys. I said it, it. It sat better with me on this rewatch than it had than it sat in my mind. And I will hold to the fact that the battle with all of the Jedi and all of those fucking lightsabers is incredibly sick. Oh yeah. All of the Jedi being in one place is so cool. Not all the Jedi, yeah. but a good number of the Jedi being in one place is so There's like so 100 cool. Jedi at the start of that, right? Yeah. And it dwindles down to like maybe 40 at the end of it. Yeah. Which is very depressing in their combat ability. Oh, yeah. It's also just showing that like the modern Jedi Order is not very good. Outside no. of the Masters. No. Nope, no. not at all. I agree. Yeah, they all died super easily. They, and they the other part died. that like sends me is like, it's like, Wow, you're working with the clone template, and he seems to be very evil. I think the clones are evil, and nobody put that like together. Nobody puts two and two together. That may be some foreshadowing. Yeah, there might be a little bit of foreshadowing here. Uh, I think it's all safe to say that the Clone Wars TV show obviously makes this trilogy so better. significantly better. One thousand percent. Brings the whole thing up. I will also hold to the fact that Revenge of the Sith is a legitimately very, very good Star Wars movie. It is a good movie. With 
the best opening scene in Star Wars history. That opening, that opening fight in space over Coruscant with Coruscant in the background, the duel with Dooku, Anakin turning slightly to the dark side right then, crashing the Separatist ship into Coruscant. Like, oh, it's so sick. Another happy landing. Another happy landing. Great Obi-Wan and Anakin banter in that. Yeah. Yes. This shows our speciality. Yeah. And he gets whipped in like two minutes. Then he gets, then he gets his shit kicked in. He gets his shit wrong. He's still taking down more Sith Lords, though. It's so funny. Yeah. Uh, um, and also, he's the better Jedi. We see that later on in that movie. Mm-hmm. Yep. I think I've said it before on this pod, and I'll say it again. Every time, doesn't matter how many times I've seen Revenge of the Sith, I see Anakin telling Mace Windu about Palpatine and just don't go Anakin every time. I know it's going to happen, but every time I still find myself just like, no. Just stay in your room. I still Stay in your lane. If Obi-Wan is the Grandmaster of the Jedi Order, the Jedi Order never falls. The Republic never falls. Anakin doesn't turn to the dark side. Palpatine gets uh, arrested in that room, and we begin a new glorious age of the Jedi. 100%. Yes. No doubt in my mind. Fuck Mace Windu, and low-key fuck Yoda. Low-key, yeah. Not even low-key, high-key. We also get to see just the most badass Yoda that we've ever seen on screen in any adaptation tv movies anything in uh revenge of the sith i mean attack of the clones when he flips mm-hmm. around all over dooku is still pretty good that is very good also but like the fight yeah, attack of the clones is awesome the fight in the senate oh my god with all of the senators discs flying around that's so sick also uh it's very funny i keep seeing the tiktoks of uh showing like ahsoka like defending all the clones only using rex use stun like outsmarting the clones trying not to kill them and then you just see obi-wan and yoda just fucking up every clone they see it's like i'm not gonna kill my family i'm not gonna kill them it's like yeah we're not gonna do that it's just obi-wan obi-wan and just murking them i did see recently uh this is my last point i did see recently on tiktok uh the novelization of revenge of the sith there's a little tiny scene right after cody gets order 66 where he turns off the hologram to palpatine and he looks at another clone he goes i really god i really wish i didn't give him his lightsaber back now yeah he couldn't have sent the order in before i gave him his lightsaber back yeah he's like i'll piss off i think that's great i would be too i'm like god damn it we could have taken him out a lot easier (laughs) we could have done that so much easier it's been a lot easier. All right. Any last it's thoughts here the on the Star Wars prequels? It's getting better. It's getting better with age. Like a fine mm-hmm. wine. They just get better. Hopefully this happens what? for the sequel trilogy. I, you beat me by like two seconds. I was just about to say, I hope it stays through with the most recent. They, they will. They, they usually do like. They build out more stuff on it. But man, they have a hard time building out good content for that that era. Yeah. Shout out Kathleen Kennedy for uh, destroying whatever semblance of cohesiveness that trilogy was supposed to have. No comment. No cohesiveness. All right, let's get into Dune. One sci-fi space epic to another. The Dennis Dennis Villanueva uh, directed movies based off of Frank Herbert's groundbreaking science fiction novels specifically the first one specifically the first half of the first one um yeah let's do non-spoilers first we'll do our ratings our initial thoughts and then we'll hop into a little deep dive here at the end we're going out of 10 question marks 10 question marks Mm -hmm. uh you want to go first out you want me to i'll go i'll give her the old 8.1. 8.1. Hey, he threw the 8 tag on it. I didn't think he was going to. 
I was about, I was like this close to giving it 7.9. Um, I'll give it 8.1. You have amazing sound design, amazing set design, amazing cinematography from it all. You have an immense amount of world building that's occurring in it. Yeah. Which brings it down because it's like very, it's like a lot of world building. Good action, although it ends very not as actiony as I expected it to end. So there's my thoughts. My Ross. thoughts, I'm going to go 8.3. Okay. I like this movie a lot. I'm holding it back because it's like Alex said, and we mentioned it before how this was going to be a two-part. This is a lot of setup. And so there's a lot of exposition, a lot of just building up anticipation for things we know we're not going to see in this movie. But it's like we said, setting it all up for part two, understanding that I... I so much enjoyed the world that they built around this and everything going on, all the different houses, the backroom politics, and then how it all plays out on screen. Um, I enjoyed this world a lot. And I think that's something that kept me so interested in something I enjoyed so much about this movie. So I, I think for me, the 8.3 is solid. It's not too high because it's like I said, we don't get to see a lot of payoff, but I think I love the world, love the characters Oscar Isaac may be one of my favorite actors right now. I always wanted to be a pilot. I, agree. I always wanted to be a pilot. He just wanted to be Anakin Skywalker. He wanted to be Poe. He just wanted to be. He wanted to be Poe. Oh, I didn't even think Skywalker. about that connection. He wanted to be Poe. He just wanted to be a different, different. He just wanted to be in a different life. Speaking of Oscar Isaac, have you guys seen all the TikToks of people that new audio that's going around? Uh, where it's like, don't cheat on me with my dad. And it's like a picture of Timothy Chalamet. And then it switches to Oscar Isaac. And whoever it is, pop, whoever yeah. it is pops up and goes, oh, I'm going to cheat. I'm going to fuck your dad. Yeah, I'm going right. to fuck your dad. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. Like, don't cheat on me because of my dad. It's like, no, I'm going to yeah. cheat on you with your dad. With your dad. Uh, I'm going to give it. I'm not going to go above 8. I'm going to give it an 8.5. I was going to maybe inch a little bit higher. I'm going to give it. The even 8.5. I am harshest, I'm still the harshest grader, even though I gave it an eight. I am we in a different boat than you two, I think. Neither of you have read the books, right? No. No. I wanted I to, but I wasn't able to. I think both of you would very much enjoy the books. Um, you don't really have to go back to all the ones that his son wrote. They're sick. I haven't read all of them, but like from what I have read, they're really cool and are just deep dives into like all the different great houses around the world. Um, but they're incredible books. It's incredible world building. They do. Dennis Villanueva did such a fucking good job adapting this movie. There is almost nothing left out. There's almost nothing added. It's almost like shot for shot, a just adaptation of the book. Um, I cannot wait for part two. I cannot wait for you guys to in the world to see part two. Anyone that thought that this was a boring movie, I kind of understand it. Like, if you're not into world building and you're not, like, a science fiction geek, I can understand how you thought this was boring. Um, let me just say that the action part, the climax, get ready for two and a half hours of that in part two. Hell it yeah. gets wild. Um, I think that's all I have to say. Incredible performance out of pretty much everyone. Uh, I thought T Timothy Chalamet, as good as everyone else was, stole a show. He was awesome as Paul. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I think that's all I have to say. There's only one thing I, I, I couldn't I couldn't believe about the entire show. That his name was Paul? No. <laughs> that, that, I, I believe a guy named Luke Skywalker. Yeah. That's, that's very believable. Is the fact that like there's a there's a fight scene. It's all in the trailers too, and I didn't notice how like weird it is to like watch it until I watched it fully on my TV. He's fighting Josh Brolin, and he's blocking his like swings, and I'm like, no, Brolin is like at least seventy pounds heavier. Those swings would just go right through him. There's no shield, no nothing. No, like my, his scrawny arms is not blocking anything. There is a shield. They are shielded, but yes, he would have been. Pushed Stay over by the brown force. Judging yeah. from the how the physics work and yeah. how their swords have contact with each other, that shield doesn't like push things away. It just yeah. kind of like stops them from hitting whatever it absorbs it, whatever's supposed to hit from right there. It's a kinetic shield, yeah. 
Yeah, he'd still feel the impact, though. So Definitely. All right, let's get into spoilers. This is your last chance to hop out of here if you don't want Dune spoiled for you. Um, have a great week. If you're leaving and not coming back, I would like you to come back, though, and listen to the rest of it when you watch the movie. And you should definitely go watch the movie. If you have already, or you're a person, a monster that doesn't care about spoilers, go on. Keep watching. Keep listening. Nah, keep. Li- mm, that was bad. Anyway. Smooth. Last chance. Get out of here if you don't want spoilers. That was very smooth. Thanks. Where do you want to start? That was no major big spoiler. I can just say off right at the bat that I would like to. Kind of like we did for the last movie we watched. It's for so James much Bond. easier. Fuck There's it. like a major spoiler you can say, but I'm like, honestly, it's just a hero's journey, so it's less like every other hero's journey there is. I mean, it is. It, 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 it's a book from the 1950s. Like, yeah, it's, it's a straight-up hero's journey. Absolutely. Yeah. That's the thing. It's like, I'm like, the plot line of this entire thing is super easy to follow. If she's understanding the world they've built around it is the struggle. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like, there's not a, like a whole lot I could say about the storyline or hidden secrets or anything like that because I just don't know the world. That's fair. Yeah. Um. Well, let's start off with this. The sandworms are so fucking sick in this movie. They're so oh, they were so huge. Cool. They're so big. There's like two yeah. of them. One that eats an entire like spice miner, and then one that's like a lot smaller. Yeah, they're different sizes. Um, there are so many. That's what she said. Said it set up right there. That's true. There. Uh, what the the drum sand that threw me off. I didn't know there was such a thing as drum sand. But I guess yep. it reverberates. It makes a different sound, so it becomes like regardless whether they're doing the walk or anything. Yep. Uh, when and you go- I love I like how we talked a little bit about the world building, like just a little bit of like Paul watching the holograms of just how to properly walk across the sand so that you don't startle the worms. It, it was it's such a cool. There, there, there's little tiny tidbits that are so cool about it. This movie. Yeah. Oh, what I love is that they're like technically moisture farming. They are. They're literally moisture farming. Yeah, they have to like moisture farm for like water all the time. And it's hilarious. And I forgot that's what uh, Luke and Uncle did. They were moisture farmers. They're just looking for water. Yep. That's all they did. Uh, I forgot about that too. Yes. Uh, as anyone that has watched this now knows, um, Tatooine is very much inspired by Dune. George Lucas has said so. Um, by Rackus. The sand crawlers are exactly fucking same as the spice freighters. Yeah. Yep. Uh, the Fremen like outfits are, or the Tatooine raiders outfits are inspired by the Fremen's. Yeah. Like it, it's just very much, very oh, much inspired by Arrakis. Oh, the Tuscan raiders. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah they kind of they make the Fremen though a lot more like sophisticated. Oh yeah. They compare it to the, the raiders. The Fremen are like a technologically advanced society. They just live in the desert. Yeah. And survive out there. Right. Also live and under get, the desert. And get high as shit on spice all the time. So much so that their eyes are blue. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jeb, I want to let you run with all of this because you know more about the books and then I can chime in with what I saw from the movie. Yeah. It, I, I just, I don't even know where to start. It, it's such a cool movie as far as world building goes like i'm a world building nerd like that's i'm i'm literally at school for writing making like a fantasy novel trying to build my own world like the politics of it all the religion intermixed with it i mean it's just full-on chosen one um he is chosen he is chosen the the hardest thing in this like the hardest thing for me reading dune originally is the fact that every couple of pages you have to flip to the back of the book there's literally a dictionary at the back of the original printings and the new printings because there's just so many fucking words that frank herbert made up mm-hmm. like gom jabber or like it defines all the planets it tells you what they're like it tells you whose like ancestral seed it is the the politics of this empire which we never see uh, at least in this movie, we only see the agents of this empire kind of playing these two great houses against each other because they're both 
I mean, it's a small part in the movie. They mentioned it a couple times, but like House Atreides and House Harkonnen are both more powerful than the Emperor right now. The mm-hmm. only reason that they don't take over the throne is because they'd have to contend with all the rest of the great houses. Theoretically, like if the Harkonnens and the Atreides could ever ally together, which you would think they'd be able to considering they're related, uh, they could probably take on the entire rest of the empire. Like it's these two massive houses. They're getting played against each other. I don't know. I, I don't know where else to go with it. Like it's, and it's interesting because in the movie, they don't touch on that a whole bit. You understand these are two strong houses. You don't understand the context. And again, as someone who hasn't read the book, you just keep hearing about the emperor, the emperor. And you just think of this all powerful with this massive, strong thing and you saw it referenced in the movie how the emperor was scared of house atreus yeah atreides, you never yeah. Lear- atreides excuse me and you never learn much beyond that yeah um it, 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 that would have been interesting to have someone to have a little more context on that i'm glad i have that now but yeah it's so the reason the harkonnens have to pick up the starter cars on their way to retake arrakis who are like the crazy warriors that are ex- that are executing people and drinking their blood before battle um, mm-hmm. is because the Atreides legions are like the best trained and most skilled soldiers in the entire like galactic empire. Essentially the Harkonnens have more soldiers. The Atreides soldiers are significantly better trained. The Sardaukars are the emperor's personal death squads essentially. And gotcha. just, crazy motherfuckers um we saw even, a little bit of them in the movie where they how they were being blessed by uh priests and having blood smeared on their face and stuff yeah uh but even you see like duncan beats the shit out of 30 of them like duncan is the reason that the atreides warriors along with josh brolin's character the reason the atreides warriors are so like feared they train them all um and like duncan's probably the most skilled warrior in the entire like one of the most skilled in the entire galactic empire it's just such a cool there's so much in this world and i hope they just keep making these i hope mm-hmm. i mean we know that dune part two is greenlit i hope they go past that i hope they do all of herbert's original books i think it would be awesome yeah i no, i i totally agree i definitely and i love this whole context of like just how the world works around it and it was so cool seeing it kind of fleshed out the initial aspects of it yeah, this is gonna be another fun thing for me. This is another fun world for me to like investigate in and then just memorize all over. And then with how, be like, with, well, this with is how much you that. love lore, you're gonna fucking love this world, dude. Also, Star Wars lore. Oh, it took it was so fun when we first started that this podcast. I was remember it was like we would talk about Star Wars lore, and I knew way so much. And then yeah. now, like you got everyone's caught up. I feel like everyone's caught up, and it feels so great yeah. now. Um, I also can't wait for part two so you guys can see the fremen in action also because the fremen like fighting are in the books is so watching the fremen fight the sardaukar is so cool they look like they're well we see a little bit in um yeah vision yeah Yeah, they look super sneaky they don't look like they ever attack an opponent head on it's they're like they're a gorilla i mean they've been fighting the harkonnens for like 80 years i think by the time the first the first book happens um the harkonnens have controlled arrakis for like 80 years and they've just been waging a guerrilla war the entire time just a, yeah just a war of attrition with them that's they, i they mean run out of it. they control like this entire planet right the atreides are given this planet to control by the harkonnens they don't control the entire planet they control the two three major cities and they control the air every single bit of desert is fremen territory mm-hmm. like they can, um off-worlders can't go out there they get killed yeah, they tell and them not then, to even go out there. Well, then also, uh, I love going off of that. I loved the bit at the end of the very, I don't, tribal's not the right word, but very like honed in on their uh, creed and like how they operate and like how it yep. had to be a trial by combat to be welcomed into the clan. Yep. And Paul tries to tries to stay his blade like three or four times. And just because he doesn't understand that there's literally like no backing down. Yeah. Yeah, I also think it's weird that Paul sees how he kills people as himself being killed. Yeah. So that instantly left a foreshadow of that. I'm like, so he's got to kill Zendaya? Yeah, that's a good foreshadowing. 
We'll see if it. We'll see if Sorry, it is Ross, true. I'm not, gonna spoil, I'm not going to spoil anything. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, I'm like, that's the. That was like a quick, easy foreshadow too. Like I was like, yeah. I, I've been watching a lot of horror movies, and they give away like super easy foreshadows. So now my head's kind of like clicked to just look for them. And then after a while, you're like, it starts carrying in other movies, and I'm like, that was an easy foreshadow. He like, he's if he ever sees any danger to himself, it's what he has to do to another person. And that's why they're saying whenever you take a life from somebody else, it's taking one from yourself. Yep. I like to do that very quickly. Um, I also, I love the technology. Elementary, my dear friend. I love the technology in this world so much just because like Frank Herbert wanted to write stuff like sci-fi with swords. So he made the shields like super specific. Like they're kinetic shields, which means that like anything moving quickly gets blocked by them. So like when you're fighting, you have to use a sword and you have to like go pretty slowly to like actually kill people. Uh, Mm -hmm. That's why there's no guns in this movie. That's why there's no guns really in this world outside of ship to ship combat because the ship's guns are so big, they overwhelm the shields. It's just, it's so well done. Yeah, there's not an electric blade. Yeah. Um, all right. Do you guys have any kind of last thoughts here? So much more research I want to do. I know a lot more of this world that I want to delve into. And now it sucks. We're going to have to wait like three or four years to part two, but Ho- hopefully they filmed part of it already. Hopefully they pulled a little uh, Lord of the Rings and filmed back to back a little bit. You know, I mean, you think they, you think they would like, it's like, I'm like, that'd be the way to do it is to film it back to back and then ride the high. Yeah. Cause this is a lot of information to like spread I, I out hope. over the course of like, I would hope two, so. I don't, years. I don't want to have to wait three years for part two. I agree. Also, last thing before we hop out of here, uh, did you guys see the interview of Timothy Chalamet uh, poking fun at Zendaya in their like interview together? I saw a little bit of it, but what part exactly? So, after the first, after Spider-Man: Homecoming, Tom Holland got asked who his like celebrity crush was, and he said Zendaya. And then the interviewer asked Timothy Chalamet and Zendaya who their celebrity crushes were. And Timothy Chalamet like looks at Zendaya and like whispers just loud enough for the microphone to still hear Tom, right? Yeah, he's Tom Holland, right? <laughs> yeah, it's so funny. All right. Uh, this has been Who Asked You, the podcast. Absolutely nobody asked for, but we will continue to provide. You can follow the show over on socials at who asked you. That's the letter U pod. I'm at Lush Peck. Ross is at R Parker 209. Alec is at Alec M underscore one. Same time, same place next week. Have a great week, everybody. What? Doctor Strange Multiverse and Madness will have reshoots in November and December?